Welcome to Episode 8, How to Increase Experiential Intimacy in Your Marriage. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Well, welcome back to week five of our deep dive into learning what relationship intimacy is and how to create more of it in your closest relationship. If you're joining for the first time with this episode, I want to encourage you to go back to episode three, which is all about what relationship intimacy is. And in that episode, you're going to discover different ways to start connecting with your partner. You'll get to experience how these different ways of connecting will start to increase the width and the depth of intimacy with your partner. After that episode three, episode four was about three ways to increase spiritual intimacy. And then the next week we went into how to increase mental intimacy. And then we dug into emotional intimacy. Then last week, we had our expert interview with Amanda Lauder, where she talked about learning how to love sex in your relationship. And that was a fun one. So if you haven't listened to that interview, go back. That was episode seven. That was last week and listen to that interview. And then this week, we're going to talk about One of my favorite ways of connecting with other people because, well, I really love creating experiences in my life. When I share experiences with other people, it seems to increase the enjoyment of the experience triplefold at least. I do really, really love my solo experiences where I can get out by myself and just kind of get into what some might call the zen, whatever you want to call it. It's just my my quiet time. But when I get to share an experience with others, what that does is it gives me someone else to talk about, you know, with that experience. We get to share the memories. And what I always find is the different people that I do experiences with, they experience the experience in a whole different way than I do. And so between the different people who are going through and experiencing the experience in a different way, we get to share. And that is why it multiplies our experience and and what we get out of the experience. And so that's why I love doing experiences with my husband. So let's step back just a little bit. And in order to start learning how to increase experiential intimacy in your relationship, we need to start with the definition of what experiential intimacy even is. Through this whole series, I have been repeating 
repeating the definition of intimacy because, well, it's an intimacy series, right? And that definition that I have been using is showing a close union or combination of particles or elements. It's an intimate mixture. Then I have been combining intimacy with these different forms of how to create more intimacy in your relationship. So then the definition of experience is a particular instance of personally encountering or undergoing something as in an event or occurrence. And what just even occurred to me right now is I really, when I wrote this, I was really thinking about experiences that we create, that we plan and we put together. But there are so many other experiences that are unplanned. Experiences of death, experiences of people losing their jobs, our partners going in transition in their career, moving. Those are all experiences that we can use to enrich and deepen our intimacy with each other. So when we combine those two definitions, it gives us a definition of experiential intimacy being encountering or undergoing something together in close union, creating an intimate mixture through a personal encounter with your spouse. But why is creating experiences important in creating overall intimacy? Good question, right? And I do want to make it clear that having things that you do on your own or with other people without your partner's participation is very important. I wrote this article that you might want to go back and listen to. Uh, It's called How to Create Great Connection in Your Marriage. And in that article, I talk about creating a list of different ways that you personally crave connection. And then you go out and you start finding people who are great matches for those connections. Your partner will not be the one to fulfill all of your connection desires. And that's important to understand. And it's also very freeing because that means that maybe You enjoy going out to dinner, eating exquisite foods, or even different cultural types of food. And maybe your partner is not one bit interested in that, and that's okay. But can you find somebody else who's interested in that and do it with them? So you're growing your foundation of people and your foundation of the experiences and ways you want to connect. And it's also important to know that finding new ways to connect with your partner and being curious about what those ways might be will be another avenue of relationship growth. Because it's quite possible you haven't explored all of the things that he or she wants to do and all of the things that you want to do. So you both could do the exercise in that article about how to create great connection in your marriage. 
I often will hear my clients talk about how their partner doesn't like doing things with them, doesn't like helping in the kitchen, or doesn't like doing the types of things that they like doing. And I like to challenge them to question these thoughts. Some of them might be absolutely true. Have you actually had the discussion? Maybe they don't enjoy certain things. And how could that be okay? These types of thoughts keep us stuck in blame, resentment, and avoidance. And so I like to ask questions around these thoughts and start to poke some holes in them. Questions like, how might your husband enjoy helping in the kitchen? Or what are the sorts of things that you have done with your partner in the past that either of you might not have fully enjoyed but gladly participated because it meant spending time with the other one? Do you guys remember when you first met each other and you were doing all sorts of things together that in normal situations you probably wouldn't have desired to go do that? Let's use the example of bow hunting, all right? And it's not that I dislike bow hunting and it was something that we did together. I just don't love it as much as he does. And that is 100% okay. When we have thoughts that close us down from what we want, it is always helpful to look at how we might be creating evidence that our thought is true without looking at the opposite. How might our thought not be true? How might they enjoy spending time doing some of the things we like to do? So let's look at how to increase experiential intimacy in your relationship. By this point in the series, you're probably noticing a repeating theme being intentionality. Ask yourself what you might try to increase your relationship's mutual experiences. Ask yourself how you could get participation by trying different approaches. So let's start with an approach that most likely won't increase participation, right? So how about this? Well, I know you don't like going for long walks with me, but would you like to go anyway? Think about that setup. You're already telling them that you know they don't want to go. You're setting it up in a way that is a little bit of rejection beforehand. Ask yourself how you might want to be invited along on an experience with your partner, while also knowing that they have the full ability to say no thank you and still feel love and maybe even come up with some compromise, right? I do not want to encourage you to do something that you don't want to do. But if you want to spend some time together getting to know your partner, what about that thing might you want to enjoy participating in? In other words, How might you look differently at the invitation to do something with your partner when you think about your desire to pursue new experiences and connect with your partner? Could you look forward to the afterward part of spending time together, doing something 
that they wanted to do, something you would never have wanted to do on your own? And could you look ahead and see how the time spent with your partner was time well worth it when it comes to deepening your connection with your partner? Besides being willing to spend time doing what your partner wants to do, what is it that you want them to do with you? And ask yourself why. Why do you want them to do that thing with you? The why is what's important here. Them spending time with you or not doesn't have to mean that they love you or that they don't love you. It can simply mean They're not interested or they have something else they want to do. And that something could be just sitting on the couch, right? Can you be okay with that? And from there, how might you generate some interest and willingness in your partner to do things with you? How might you invite them to help you out in the kitchen, let's say, or participate in activities that you enjoy doing? Again, look at your approach and how it might be creating a tension that is creating resistance for them in their willingness to join you. That So when we look at that previous invitation, well, I know you don't like going for walks with me, but would you like to go anyway? Versus, hey, honey, I would love it if you joined me on a walk. Or, hey, honey, I'm going for a long walk. It's going to be like an hour, an hour and a half. Would you like to join me? No big deal if you don't. Then it's on them. If they choose to go with you begrudgingly, then that's their deal, right? How can you look at it differently and continue to enjoy the adventure? Let's look at some examples of how you can create experiential intimacy in your marriage. Many of you know that my background prior to becoming a life coach was a 30-year passion business of coaching athletes to perform at their next higher level and helping them break through limiting beliefs. So that's the first example I'm going to go with. It could be the example of working out together or even better, finding something to work out together for, maybe a competition of some sort or a race, an endurance event. Preparing together gives you the experience of helping each other out and supporting each other along the way. It's not about winning, doing it right, looking good while you're doing it. It's about also after the event is over, you have something that you can look back at and have shared memories and conversations that can come up over the next coming years about what you did together. Another example is for those of you who think your partner doesn't help out in the kitchen, and I'm raising my hand here. I used to be this person, and I am changing my story around that because the truth is, is that he does want to help. He does want to make it less of a burden on me. Now, meals are a daily event, right? Even though many of our weekday meals might not be much of an event, they are still a process where both people in the marriage can participate and enjoy each other's company. Maybe it's sharing 
duties with one partner creating the main meal, the other partner cleaning up or doing the other dinner necessities like preparing the table, prepping the beverages, cleaning up as you go along. And if you think your partner isn't interested in participating, I would like to challenge you to question why you think this thought. Could it be possible that he fears you judging him? He's afraid that he might do it wrong. And what if there was no wrong? Or how might you help show him how you would like the table set or how you would like the beverages served? And how could you be okay with him doing it his way and not judging it as wrong? And how could you be okay if he asks you every time how to set the table or how you want the beverages served? How could you be okay with that? He doesn't remember these things. They're not priorities for him. If he has to ask every time, how can you just love him and answer him. Taking everyday tasks and finding ways to make them enjoyable is how we create deeper connections while working them into our everyday routine, right? Because we clean the house, we do the laundry, we clean the windows. There are everyday routine tasks. How can we make them a way of connecting and enjoying them? Another example is around outdoor activities. How could you incorporate cooperation? Maybe one person decides what you will do and where you'll go, while the other person takes care of all the other details, like any supplies you might need to have a comfortable experience. That way, each of you has a part in the experience, and we just let them do their part, and we just enjoy the time together. The fourth one is really asking the question of what else do you enjoy doing and what else are you interested in doing? What is something you could start exploring with your partner? Maybe it's short mini vacations or day trips to local towns or cities that you haven't explored or camping or canoeing or perusing through a local museum, an art show, the farmer's market, discover something new and explore while learning more about each other. Now notice what thoughts come up for you around any of the suggestions and how you might be turning them into no's and why you might be turning them into no's. If your partner chooses to say yes, And if while you are sharing that activity, you catch yourself thinking thoughts like they're bored or they're not having any fun, they're not participating, explore how you might express your thoughts and feelings. How can you be honest? How can you say the words that this is the story I'm telling myself? And another way to explore deeper emotional intimacy, right? That one that we covered a couple weeks back where we open ourselves up to being honest about what we're feeling. Then observe how you're judging them versus enjoying the experience. Observe where your focus is. I love to ask myself how I can get out of his business and how I can enjoy this time together. What's amazing about it? 
Creating experiences with your partner after a dry spell of being separate and not doing many activities together will be something that is going to take some planning. As I have talked about in previous episodes, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to my post about scheduling time to improve your relationship. It is really about that deliberate, intentional planning and deciding ahead of time what you're going to do and how you're going to go about it. And if you have had a experiential dry spell, knowing that taking baby steps is where you want to be and then use these steps to learn, to explore within yourself, not to close down, not to make excuses, not to give up and to find out what it's like to have your own back when it comes to recreating that relationship, that marriage that you love. And if you want any help with any of the things that I have talked about and shared with you today, I want to encourage you to reach out. I would love to help you find more ease around creating experiences with your partner. And that's what I have for you today, my friends. I want to encourage you to come up with an activity that you want to do with your husband or your wife or your partner and plan it. Put it on the calendar and then see all of the things that come up for you. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I want to ask you if you would please, please, please submit a positive review and follow me wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and share it with anybody that you think might want to hear the message that I have shared with you today. Until next week, ciao. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life, we study it, and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you.